Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about the 2018 film Tag. This will contain spoilers. Uh, okay, so Tag follows a group of uh, famous actors. I mean, uh, normal men. Rascals. Who... <laughs> Rascals, sure. Who have been playing a game of Tag, or as the correct people say, Tig, for 30 years. Well, it's only one month a year during May. And they try and TIG their friend who hasn't been it the entire time because he's too good. So they try and get him during his wedding, which he planned during the only month that they play TIG. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why can they have his wedding in May? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand that. I know, like... <laughs> Maybe, to be fair, he might have just been using it, like, as an excuse to mess with them. Because he did... Except, though, he seemed, like, a bit angry that, like... Oh, who knows? Um... (laughs) Yeah, because then he's, like, at the end he's saying, Oh, you should have been there beside me, so why didn't you just organise it not to be in Bay and then invite them? (laughs) Yeah. Sure, that would have been a pretty good alternative. Yeah. Well, because that would make sense. <laughs> what were sort of your first impressions of this then? Um, um, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you think it was very? I think it was very. <laughs> um, ten out of ten. The movie was very from start to end. <laughs> Referencing an IMDb review, by the way. Yes, because truly, the peak um, film reviewers post IMDb reviews, so I always have to check my opinions are correct with them beforehand. Yeah. Sorry, so, yeah, we always have the correct opinions. Vary from start to end. <laughs> oh yeah, we always have. The we just happen to agree with them on that point. It was very. It was very. <laughs> So I think the script was like, in terms of the jokes, I thought it was fine. Uh, there's not really, there weren't any standout jokes for me. There were none where I was like, oh, oh, oh you know, oh, like, oh, oh, oh. laughing hysterically at it. But uh, I don't know if there's like a certain joke where I was like, uh, uh, you know, like that was a bad joke, except for one specific thing, which we'll probably move on to talk about later. You know, there were some things I remember, like, I just liked Hannibal Boris's character, because I really like the Eric Andre show, and he's on that, so that's probably, you know, I'm a bit biased, but 
uh, I thought that he had some good lines, like the ice cream thing about being lactose intolerant and bi-weekly being stupid, a stupid word. Uh, so I think it was serviceable, but it was definitely helped by the really strong cast. Yeah, like, yeah. You had huge names, you know, Ed Helms, John Hamm, Hannibal Boris, Jeremy Renner, uh, and they were great at it. Like, I've, I don't think I've seen John Hamm in anything really comedic before, unless you count, like, Baby Driver on a thin, <laughs> thin connection. Um, but, yeah, he he's great in everything I've seen him in. Uh, Ed Helms is obviously really good at playing the one character that he plays <laughs> in every movie. Uh, I feel but, like Jeremy you know, he does a good job fed it. up of being the Avenger that everyone makes fun of. So instead of like being a powerful Avenger, he instead is a powerful normal man that take in the world. <laughs> yeah, people said that he played a uh, parody of himself, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't actually surprising. Yeah, I. All right. I don't think I've ever seen a role like this before, but I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. I think the whole ensemble's like chemistry really helped. Like if that didn't work, the film would have been unbearable. <laughs> yeah. What did you what did you think, Ben, going into this thinking it was a horror? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was it might have just been because uh the last episode we did well. Yeah, officially, the last episode we did was uh, a horror, so maybe, I don't know why, but I ended up going into this just thinking it'd be a horror, um, but, but then, like, uh, Ed Helms just being in it and, like, uh, playing the, the one character he always does kind of clued me into, oh, this might not be a horror. Um, yeah. But no, I thought it was it was good. Um, it was It was very, you know? It was very. I think. <laughs> I think it started off really strong, like the first half an hour, yeah. thirty-five minutes. I thought it was great. Like I remember. Okay, that that is one joke that I did really like was John Hamm throwing his chair against the window to try and get out, and it just bouncing off and hitting him. I thought that was yeah. good. Uh, and it, it has a lot of the momentum, and like you get to see the first time they find Jerry and that like ridiculous over the top thing. Which works as like a one-off gag, but then they do it more, and you're like, uh. and that first half an hour made me go like, I wish this was just an episode of The Office or something. Yeah, I choose The Office. Yeah, obviously, Ed Helms is on The Office, but because if you don't know, this was um, based on like a real events of yeah. these people that have been playing TIG for I'm not sure how long, about thirty years probably. So like at the end in the end credits you kind of get a montage of what it's based on but i do definitely think that as a concept it doesn't necessarily need to be a whole film and you do have a lot of like the cliche characters you have someone you have the guy at the bar who's like an outsider who really wants to be involved in the uh, game of take but he never gets to you get the the wife who's really competitive obviously you have um Jeremy Renner's character is like really uh, takes it really seriously because he's really good at it. Um, so I, f- I feel like a lot of those are kind of tropes that you'd expect from something like this. But I think it, I think it works pretty well. I know this doesn't sound the most flattering, but I think just the sort of vibe it had was um, 
like the best bits of Daddy's Home too. In a way, that's how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I think one problem this film has that now that you go like over the characters is that yeah. I don't think they could really write. Yeah, because the like, reporter all. literally. <laughs> the... contribute that oh, much yeah. at all. I quite liked the scenes where um we might come on to this, but they had some quite stylized ways of storytelling at points, like the sequences where you have them chasing Jeremy uh, Jerry. Um those bits were kind of like you know uh, and to move sequences yeah. from that. And then also in one particular moment, you kind of get these inside perspectives from different characters. And at one point, it just goes to her, and she's sort of thinking, this is why, I think it's the line something like, this is why print media is going out of fashion. And that's like mm. the only thing I really remember from her character, apart from at the start. She yeah. literally just is completely signed, like, sidelined. Yeah, I, I don't quite... think this film passes that, what's the test called where it's like two women speak to each other about something other than men? Oh, I know <laughs> I don't you think mean. that happened. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Um, there was. See, the thing is, I I quite liked her character at the start. I felt that she could be a good addition. Like in a way, you know, she's also yeah. It's like she's of... the audience stand-in. Yeah, in yeah. a way, she's also kind of a caricature. Like she's um that reporter who's befuddled by everything that's going on. But I did quite enjoy a lot of the scenes, like at the very start, where she's just like, "What the hell's going on?" But then. I forgot she existed, like, towards the end. And I, yeah. Was she even in the last scene? I don't... I think... Uh, yeah, she was there. Because she got... Yeah, she was. At one point. In that, I saw her in the little wide shot of the hospital where they ran across the windows. Yeah, well, I didn't notice her, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, if, she, if she'd had more to say and... Maybe if she'd questioned the decisions that they were making a bit more than, like... I, she, she just did not react to when... Do you remember that... Um, well, you obviously do, but that scene where um, they fake having a miscarriage and... That's and, what I was going to talk about. <laughs> like, she just did not react to that, and that's, like, an awful thing to do. We'll move on to this now, then. Like... Why? Because it's such like a, it's such a terrible thing that people have to go through. And then in this like weird, you know, lighthearted, just supposed to be goofy movie, they decide to have someone fake a miscarriage. It's like, and then they just kind of play it off like, oh, you can't really take more high ground. Oh, you faked a miscarriage. Oh, it's like that. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> like it's really yeah. It could be funny in isolation Why? if you were just joking about a miscarriage as like a dark like I don't, joke, I don't but, even... but like the way that they were, just... I don't even know. <sighs> it's just like the... when they were setting up that twist, I thought that it would be something like the wedding that's not actually going ahead, but she did genuinely have a miscarriage. Because I was just thinking it might be a bit dark to, you know, the the point is that she's not even pregnant. She sets that up at the rehearsal of the wedding, so. You know, it's this big elaborate plan, which is, it's just really weird that, because 
it felt really jarring when they arrive at the wedding and then she's just like, oh, hi. Yeah, sorry about pretending I had a miscarriage. I, I'm sure you can just forgive me for that instantly. It's like, what? And well, it's just, I don't understand. I don't understand why is it? It's such a weird and also thing I didn't totally. get her character really like at all because um, it seems to start out that she just doesn't like them because she thinks they're like immature and they're gonna ruin her wedding and all of that stuff. But it turns out that she's more like <sighs> she's in on it and she's supporting <sighs> Jeremy Renner. I've forgotten his name, Jero. Like. <sighs> Yeah, I I don't know that that thing. It just didn't sit right with me. Uh, yeah, kind of. It, it it was like yeah, the movie up until that point, I was like, oh yeah, I can get with this. But then that, I was like, I don't know this. That was a bit much. The it kind of not that particular bit, but there was some bits in it that kind of worked, but were also a bit questionable. That were similar to that. So you had. You know, you had the the characters clearly dealing with some quite serious issues. Like one of them had been through a divorce and was kind of uh, dealing with drugs. One of them, you see, well, Jerry's kind of uh, dealing with alcoholism. One of them is speaking to a therapist, and you can and then and then at the end, obviously, it's revealed that one of them has cancer. And I kind of like the idea that they they're kind of like they just meet for this game and they they're kind of embracing the childish side of them but then it just it does overlook all of these problems and it kind of just laughs about them and says oh let's forget about that and i i don't know i just i don't think it always worked yeah it's like um the idea of each of them having this sort of character flaw or just like problem that's happening to them uh, seems like it would work very well, but it was just... I feel like sometimes they were just kind of played off as if they weren't as serious. Like, the one that really kind of got me was, like, uh, the whole scene, like, the uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, um, where it seems like Jerry's really got a problem. Um, but it just kind of gets snowballed out the way by this... Uh, by the TIG game and no one really addresses the fact that oh he has a problem and it, it kind of like it, it might it might just be me but I feel like it's just it probably wasn't intentionally but it kind of gives the vibe that it's like dismissing it a bit yeah and the same a bit with the therapy at the start because the, the therapy was like clearly not helping it was like talking about um, um, um unplugging metaphorical dicks yeah, <laughs> and then they, because I think there is some sort of dialogue where it's like, should we be worried about this? This seems quite serious. But then they're kind of like, no, let let's just let him, let's just overlook these quite serious problems. And then it's never really brought up again. Yeah, um, which it kind of works because of um, the i because they kind of deal with uh themes and ideas about uh they only really see Jerry when they're doing this game of take once a year and they don't really like they don't really have that connection with him um because uh he's always trying to escape from them and he thinks that's the point of the game whereas they're arguing that no it's a it's a way of bringing them together 
so that kind of justifies, I guess, this these quite weird ideas that are brought up earlier in the film. But I just, I think the fact that they tried to um, make it comedic just felt a bit out of place. Yeah, it was like it felt like um, they were going to go into a bit more detail about Jerry kind of not being there and the rest of them. Like they obviously have their lives and. Uh, individual stuff going on, but they do seem to kind of keep this friendship well, um, well, like, they are obviously still friends and stuff, and they'll prob- probably see each other outside of the game of TIG occasionally. But, yeah. um, but then it just seems like uh, Jerry's just on his own, he's taking the game too seriously, it's kind of lost the friendship because of that. And that could have been something to explore like it's you know again it's a little cliche but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad if it was executed right um but they (laughs) it just seemed like the only thing that came of that is like at the very end when it's revealed that um hoagie has cancer and he's might not be there next year he's just like oh i'll just get guess i'll let you take me and then everyone has fun and that's yeah, like, it's... I didn't really understand what the implications of that were. Not the cancer, but just the idea of not being overly competitive because they were kind of... Um, I, I like the idea that they were favouring the fun of it, but um, at the same time, I don't, I just don't think that really worked as well because, um, I don't know, I, I just feel like a lot of the, the ways that it deals with it in, like emphasizing the comedy it kind of diminished the kind of quality of what they're trying to say at points yeah yeah because at its heart it is a comedic film um but it did, did seem like it was trying to give some other messages as well which i'm assuming was something along the lines of like that childlike fun spirit is good but make sure that you don't leave anyone out and uh, yeah <laughs> and then like growing, growing up to be more emotionally mature, I guess. Um, so, I, I guess it was saying about like to have fun, but responsibly. Yeah. Uh, am I still? I'm having a lot of computer issues right now. I apologize. You sound creamy. Okay. <laughs> Um, so it was about like being emotionally mature, but you know you can still have fun, is what I was feeling. Yeah. Uh, did you get that also? <laughs> yeah, kind of. But at the same time, I guess that's kind of the lesson that Jerry learns, uh, because um, I think there's a line where his wife says, "Uh, if you're gonna carry on playing this child game, then at least." you know be a bit more mature about it and uh the implication of that is be more competitive uh but it does kind of show the two sides a bit with them who do a lot more for fun whereas you kind of see the the negative aspects of him taking it too seriously so yeah yeah oh well Just trying to think of 
other stuff to say. Um, um, I'm great at this. Okay, so um, no, I've got. <laughs> I feel like we just rushed through yeah. a load of points really quickly. Yeah. Um, I quite like the music in this. I think that worked quite well. Yeah, same. Like, I didn't... As for, like, the score, that I didn't notice much of it, but, like, the songs that were included were kind of enhanced what was going on on the screen. So, like, the, the sort of rap... Um, that's often used in comedies, like, worked here as well. Yeah. What did you think of the, um... I was mentioning it earlier, but, like, the the actual scenes where they were playing Tig, where they kind of had that very distinct style kind of following each of the characters. I, I, oh, I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, so did I. Um, I also quite like the... I mean, the gag kind of didn't work as well, like, as the film went f further on in the plot, but the cinematography around when, like, uh, Jerry was deflecting all of the people trying to tig him was very good. Yeah. So kind of the Matrix style. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was good, but it, it did get a bit old. <laughs> like, as a one-off gag, it worked pretty well, but um, I don't know, I couldn't, when it was like the third time, I was like, okay, <laughs> we speak yeah. this up, I've, we, you've told this joke before, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. What did you think of the whole like, love interest storyline that was going on between... <laughs> Caligan and um, Chili. I felt. I mean, it was all right. It didn't really add much to the plot, though. It kind of just was there. Yeah, like because it kind of. I like the idea that all of the characters had flaws, and um, you know, they're all imperfect. But, uh, as I was saying, I kind of like the way that they combined both that in terms of the comedy that was in it and kind of the jokes that they're able to play off that, but then also, I guess, kind of the lessons that can be learned about that in terms of the plot. Yeah. The whole love interest thing, I just felt like... it. It was okay, I guess, as as like a side plot, but it, especially that bit where um they kind of start fighting in the restaurants. I was I wasn't really invested in that. I was just a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of shoved in and to like force, yeah, uh, conflict, and it didn't really work. I think that's one thing that the film lacked was real conflict. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the main drive force was just, oh, we want to take this guy that hasn't been hit yet, and then they're like, well, that's not enough conflict, so we're gonna 
randomly shove in a, a miscarriage and then they don't even care about that. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah, because a lot of these like um, conflicts that are added to the film, um, they might have worked if like the characters seemed to care. I, uh, it's just like um, okay, going back to that scene where they're both fighting over the girl in the restaurant, like um, that happens for like thirty seconds, and then Ed Holmes is just back going like, right, guys, we need to get together, we need to take him. And everyone's just like, yeah, okay. And it didn't really play out as much as it could have. And and that miscarriage thing, like, I I did... The implication of, like, is it real, is it fake, like, annoyed me in the context of a miscarriage. But, like, in as a plot point in the film could have worked so much better um, and could have actually been good because cause there's that line, it's whether they're taking it too far and whether they've like genuinely um, upset their friend. If it was and... a different movie, maybe, but yeah, it just felt really wrong. If it was, if it wasn't so much yeah, of a comedy felt... movie, maybe then if it was, and if it was like played out and they were actually worried about the miscarriage, then like, sure, that could have worked. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that I kind of liked about that miscarriage sequence before I actually found out that it was fake was the idea of kind of what what are the boundaries, what limits are there, how far are they willing to go for this game? Because you kind of get that montage where you see one of them um, as their wife's having a baby and they get tug and uh, stuff like that. Uh, and his father's funeral. Um, yeah. But then you obviously have the character of Chili, who kind of is shown to be maybe the the least sensitive character because he has to, he doesn't really know his boundaries because he has that point where he's like, well, at the wedding when they they first arrive and he's talking about whether she deserves an actual miscarriage, and then also when she's talking when he's talking to. Her, the love interest and kind of saying I'm glad your husband died and then she's like no that's too far but um I, I did like that idea of you know like what what are the limits to this game but um when you find out that uh it was fake I think that's kind of it's quite interesting that you went into this thinking it was a horror because I feel like one of the <laughs> uh an issue uh, that I felt was quite big in this was um kind of a bit of a tone inconsistency because a lot of a lot of the stuff was kind of played off with laughs but then you had some quite dark stuff like obviously the yeah. miscarriage and things like that that we were talking about but then also some of the actual uh, like the sequences of the games of Tigger themselves you know you had like the more comedic ones with uh the like dressing up as an old woman, but then you also have the one where they go, they lures them into the woods and uses like loads of people that they think is him, and then uses chloroform. And then you also have that one where he's like pretending to be in his childhood bedroom with like his yeah. teddy bear, and it just gets a bit weird and dark and kind of out of place with the rest of the film. I felt. Yeah, yeah I think one of the things is that. It's straight, I don't get the message because it's talking about like 
having fun, but also respecting like uh, emotions or learning to actually connect with people. But yeah, like it has that message, but yet also seems to say that faking a miscarriage is fine. I don't. You can have it both ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's especially, especially because at that point Jerry is kind of being presented to the audience as the one that doesn't really have any flaws, and then you see the miscarriage, and you're like, "That is quite manipulative and just morally wrong." Uh, but then you you kind of get that redemption near the end of the film when they're all in hospital and they're kind of discussing the the problems that he has. Yeah, it's it's that it's that balance of like being too dark and uh that but also the I did quite like the theme of if it was done better of like uh Yeah, maybe something other than a miscarriage. Yeah, I mean I was just gonna say like um because when he when Ed Helms is in the hospital at the end, and obviously everyone's first question is, "Oh, is he faking it?" and uh, Chili like asks the doctor, "It's like, yeah, you can tell me it's a it's a fake, it's a ruse," and it's... to to a degree that could have worked, but it's just, <sighs> you know. Yeah. Did you enjoy the uh, the Truman Show references? I did. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, as Truman Show fanboys. Yeah. You have to. Of course. <laughs> Didn't this will get a similar rating to the Truman Show? <laughs> I, I don't know. Was the Truman Show very? Uh, <laughs> I think the Truman Show was absolutely. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think it was partially the Truman oh? Show. Yeah. I think it was slightly. Slightly. Okay. If you've just if anyone's just listened, they'll have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> we just keep we just keep having people like drop in for like two minutes and then go. And I, <laughs> I love the fact that we just can't retain any attention. Yeah. We, we're just great like that. Unless it's like Tom opening the stream on his phone. No. I mean not. to <laughs> To be fair, we've talked about a lot of the the problems with this, but I think it did do, apart from like some of the the issues with like the tone and stuff like the miscarriage. I think with the concept, if you're trying to translate that into an hour and fifty minute film or hour and forty minutes, I don't really see what else you could have done. Like I think the comedy worked pretty well. Um, not maybe the most memorable, but uh. And as you were saying, the performances and the the characters themselves were quite engaging. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you good? I'm sorry, but um, you know when he's like saying to Jerry, you might be the best person at this game in the world. Well, he's clearly never watched professional TIG. Professional team. It is. Oh, it's, they do like parkour, and um, it's pretty, pretty intense to watch. But 
Damn, we should do that. Are you a, an avid fan? I've watched it on at least one occasion, so yes. <laughs> you are an avid. When did you watch it? When? Yeah. Do you watch it as research for this preparation movie? Preparation for this episode? Yeah. No. <laughs> Why not? <gasps> I'll, I'll just say yeah. That means you're yeah. a real fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'd kind of like to know how accurate this is with the actual case of people playing take for 30 years because i know at the end um i'm gonna say not very yeah i mean <laughs> not at the very. end you got a bit of footage and they're <laughs> not very <laughs> hello to the person that's just joined <laughs> the very is a reference I... to an imdb reviewer who said the film is very <laughs> just very because i feel like I'm very glad that, very glad that uh, they didn't include 10 characters because, you know, that would be a bit over the top because I think in the actual thing it was 10 people. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that would be a bit of a nightmare to keep a hold of. Yeah. But then they they, they kind of, they sidelined the, the journalist character in this, though, so... That really annoys me because she could have just brought a bit more, like, and been the sort of rational voice, like, telling them that they've gone too far or something. Like, she just seems like, at the start, she's just, what the hell is going on? Uh, And then she just becomes invested in it and then disappears. Like, doesn't have any lines for the rest of the movie. It's a bit of a shame. Mm. So, uh, I'm going to try and keep the attention of the person who's just tuned in. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the hmm, spins wheel? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the directing in general? Uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it, there wasn't anything like outstanding, apart from. I, yeah, I mean, there were the Jeremy Renner dig scenes were pretty good. Yeah, but to be fair, they weren't that original. It seemed to be sort of a reference to the Matrix a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the Matrix, it's just the narration is suggests something else. I don't know what. There's probably some something in that style. I just can't think off yeah. the top of my head. Um, Do you know a, a moment that I found was really weird? You know the um, you know the bit where they're driving in the car, um, and they well, I first thought it was meant to be a flashback to them playing TIG, but I'm pretty sure it's just some other kids playing, and then they're like, "Wow, look at those kids playing a kids oh, yeah. game." <laughs> Uh, I was like, confused I about that. that. I mean, Wait, the... Did I zone out at that bit? It's only oh. like a brief moment. It's when they were like... like... Laughing at kids for playing TIG, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, it was near the start of the movie where they um, arrived in like Jerry's hometown or whatever. And... But the, the children... I don't remember that at all. That's so weird. <laughs> this movie is so forgettable. I mean, it was kind of a brief gag. A few that hours just... after watching it. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, I have I have forgotten a lot about this movie in like the two hours since I've watched it. Like, it's it's not that it was bad in any particular way, apart from the slightly uh, morally am- ambiguous miscarriage thing we've ranted on about for like nearly twenty minutes now. It's um. It's just that I don't think anything particularly stood out to me as really unique, apart from the concept. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I've seen a lot of reviews of saying, like, yeah, the movie was fairly enjoyable to watch, but I'll forget about it in a day. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's fair. Yeah, it is. Oh, no, I watched this film a couple of days ago. And I still remember How do you remember it, so it Ollie? There you go. How? Impossible. I don't know. It's all that professional Tiggy's been watching. It just jumps his memory. <laughs> Half of it's already disappeared from my mind. Yeah, I've noticed I've been like struggling to think of things to say for this podcast. Like We kind of rushed through the main points in the first 15 minutes. Um, I mean, luckily, we're almost... I liked like... the final shot with the hospital. Yeah, that, that was good. Cool. I'm uh, like, I feel like the the twist that well not really a twist but just the reveal that he has cancer. Um, I would say that it was a bit predictable, but then there wasn't really that much foreshadowing oh, apart from yeah. I was going to say like this is his the last year, and then you have that moment where they're actually in the hospital and they're like, you shouldn't be doing that with your condition. Um, and yeah, at this and point, bit... all of them are still thinking that. It's all fake, which is, you know, a bit. Yeah, bit uh, and there's the bit in the shopping center where he says he's not afraid of dying. And I thought that's kind of a yeah. Thing it, to say. Was that foreshadowing? I I felt I so. it might have been. It's good. Maybe for... I'm giving the writers too much credit. Yeah, good foreshadowing is subtle enough that like you don't necessarily know exactly how it, the twist is going to play out. But in retrospect, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, I just, I just can't think of any specific examples apart from like two minutes before the actual reveal is like in his condition, which isn't so much foreshadowing as introducing the the twist. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that bit was kind of weird, but I did, I did kind of enjoy the last scene in the hospital I felt it like it yeah. quite rewarding it, it, it felt like it was um, I'm not going to I don't want to say forced in because that I don't think it was um, but it just made me remember like lots of similar movies where like similar twists happen at the end like oh the main character has been dying all along guys that's why all this happened like, it worked in this case, but a little part of me is just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I, that's just yeah. how these sorts of movies end. Because, I mean, I, I did like that kind of expression on Jerry's face as he finally submits to being tugged because he can, you know, he's he's doing it, but he's still a bit reluctant and he, like, he looks really painful that he's actually letting them do this. And then you kind of see that that change when they start playing in the hospital and 
he kind of pauses for someone in a wheelchair. If that was him yeah. a couple of days ago, they'd probably just like fly kick that guy in the face and carried on running. But yeah. Oh, so something that uh, Tom was also saying before we started recording was why did this really need to be a 15? Was it a 15? Yeah. 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 I looked at the parents' card and it's used. 60 and naughty f words on it but it's had f words in every, it i can't yeah i know i can't remember every every time it it did for me i was like Ooh. like i watched the wolf of wall street and that was fine but in this movie i was like Ooh. I, I just can't <laughs> remember kind of, anyone ever it swearing felt like it was supposed to be a, a family it's meant to be i feel like it was supposed to be a family film but then yeah. they're like we yeah well i mean i didn't realize it was a 15 but then reason. In retrospect, when I was thinking about maybe why it could have been, I thought either because of like the the idea of alcoholism and drugs that was in a bit, yeah, or the the, I mean, there was a bit of not necessarily violence, but um, but like nothing that wouldn't probably you wouldn't get away with having in a twelve. I yeah, just completely and like that that bit of saucy flirting between uh. Ed Helms and his yeah. wife is the the French student who's lost her way and they go <laughs> off to the bathroom for five minutes. Yeah, but what? How but, the duck got away? Yeah, I know, and that's <laughs> like you could you could easily get away with that in a twelve, and like you know, if it was a bit more subtle, you could probably get away with it in a modern PG. But yeah, it's I didn't I didn't notice any f words. Maybe that's just the memory starting to fade from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> with that i think we should wrap it up and give our ratings and stuff so yeah we have all of our ratings of the episodes we've ever done listed on our website entertainmentofexcellence.weebly.com we can go to the hall of fame section and click on a link to take us to the list so which part of the list are we thinking I mean... Truman Show well, we or Howard of... the Duck? <laughs> we kind Howard of the Duck is a, that's a spoiler, because... man. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I meant Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> you misheard. We me. kind of picked this because um, it it didn't. It was like it wasn't awful, but it wasn't kind of a lot of our the median of what we do is probably like low to mid sevens. So we tried to do something that would maybe bridge the gap a bit between birdemic and heavy metal and i think this was I'd, I'd probably say this is that because i did enjoy it um but as we were saying there was quite a few questionable ideas in it uh but i think it worked pretty well for what it was i think i came out of it having like with a much more positive impression like the instant it stopped and like yeah. after i left it it sort of dropped and i'm like oh okay that wasn't like as good yeah no, yeah, that's that's the same for me. Because, like, I originally thought it was going to be, like, high sevens. No, not high sevens, like, mid sevens, maybe. But then, like, now I'm just looking back at it and I'm like, oh, uh, it was all right. It, was, it wasn't It was a waste of an hour and 40 minutes. Like, it, I, I think that time was, like, well spent, but it doesn't really hold up to any of the other stuff we've got. Around the the mid seven mark, um, yeah. I'm probably gonna go with a 
6.3. I think I did enjoy Heavy Metal a little bit more than the... It's hard to tell, though, because the last 20 minutes of Heavy Metal were just really boring, but the rest of the film was really good. Um... I'll go six point. I'll go six point three as well, just kind of arbitrary. Uh, I'm I'm just going a solid six. Ooh. To throw you off. How dare you? Because... <laughs> you described it as very <laughs> yeah, giving it I a think, six. I think it was fine. I think the script was mediocre, but I don't know the weird tonal stuff and like the miscarriage thing. I just can't <laughs> give it higher. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're averaging on exactly 6.2, which is You're fair. welcome. Thank you. you. Made it a nice average. <laughs> we love it when we have nice averages. We do. Especially because you've got three of us, so it's usually awful. <laughs> yeah. Unless we all unanimously agree on something, or like we evenly spread out. Yeah, heavy metal is unanimous. That's a bit weird, but I feel like that was. I think that's we were... like the point. When we were still trying to stick to the point five stuff. Like yeah, and also yeah. we didn't have as much stuff to compare it to. Um, like now we kind of have to be a bit more precise because of the volume of um stuff we've done. Uh, and I think we also had mainly the same opinion on it as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like I not to dismiss that rating. I think that was probably fair. Like. It, I think we all th- came out thinking the same thing. Um, I definitely stick with six point five. Yeah. Could have been a then seven. Six morals. <laughs> I do. Apart from, there was something that I rated like really low, and I'm, I'm looking back and I'm like, what? I can't remember what it was. But I think we're just wasting time <laughs> if we if I try was and it? find that. It was probably uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. No, it wasn't. Uh, How dare you. Oh, we've lost the one viewer. Was that, was that the one with the highest range? Maybe. Uh, apart from Polar, I think. One. Oh, Polar. Oh, well, uh, the website which you should definitely visit hasn't been updated for a while, so... Yeah. I can't see that. This is so sad. We lost our one viewer. Oh, um, I can't go on. Okay, so, well, if the zero viewers um, watching currently and the like nine listeners who'll end up listening to at least at least thirty seconds of this podcast are listening to this <laughs> section right now, you can. Oh crap! Felt like I needed to sneeze, but I didn't. <laughs> Submission Spotlight. Oh, we have a viewer. Hello. Um, so the Submission Spotlight section. We run uh, weekly, but we never get any submissions, which is sad. I'm considering just like searching stuff out maybe for future because um, because it's it's a good section to have. I like I enjoy doing it. It's just annoying that we only get like one every ten episodes. Um, uh, um, um, yeah, so basically we just um, we'll review, we'll kind of just give our opinions like similarly to how we do the main segment to your um, your work of entertainment, be that like 
a short story, some music, uh, a short film we've had in the past. Um, and we'll just like tell you what we like, tell you what you could do a bit better. Uh, won't be too mean to you, but try and give you some constructive criticism. And um, yeah, and we'd also love to like interview someone about the about their um, about their work and do like a couple minutes of a interview, which could be pre-recorded. You don't necessarily have to do it live. Um, so just if you're interested, if you have anything to submit and you'd like us to have a look at, um, you can just contact us however, just leave a leave a comment or ideally like DM us on Instagram or Twitter, at ELV Podcast, or go to our website with the contact form, or we're entertainmentofexcellence at gmail.com, just any of the above, you know. Just uh, send us, please, please send us stuff, we'd like to hear it. <laughs> Or watch it, or consume it. So yeah. yeah. And now it is time for recommendations. I've got a recommendation. Who would have guessed? Not me. <laughs> um. Oh, I should probably say what it is. <laughs> you, you, uh, you should. Take your right. You've got to go. Um. So I watched. The favorite, which Olivia Coleman won an Oscar for, and I think it was rightly deserved. It's so it's a period drama slash comedy, mainly drama um, about two servants to the Queen who are trying to be her favorite, uh, and it's just it's like a really clever script. Uh, and the cinematography is really unique with a lot of like kind of fishbowl lenses and quick wide pans um, and it it's a film it's probably the film that has got me mo- like it made me care about the characters but I don't know about care but the characters are really well written like it's a story that for once is character driven whereas most films that come out now are are very plot driven this one felt more like it's going this way because this is what the character would do and the you know the characters are really in depth and have a lot going on uh and that just makes it really compelling and this the style is just unique as well like i i don't think i've really seen anything like it and it makes me want to check out the other films this director has done so you should go watch the favorite and a lot of imdb okay one thing i will say about it is that the soundtrack is a bit odd but i don't get all the reviews that say that it's terrible and one of the worst films i've ever seen i do you know it's one of those that has like a a pretty good imdb score an amazing critic score which means you know it's going to be epic uh but yeah i really like it uh, so go watch the favorite. It's on Disney Plus's new thing that stars. So watch it. Do it nice. now. Nice. Are you are you watching it right now? I am. I am. Good. Yeah. Good. As always, I'm great and don't have a recommendation. Ben recommends um, to use your time wisely. Yeah. Any recommendation? 
Um, I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. I was confused. <laughs> ben recommends the film, and it is very okay. Yeah. I do. I really do. <laughs> you know what? I actually also did not have a recommendation this week. No, I can't believe you let us down like that. Well, I'm the only one that had a recommendation. I'll say you're being demoted well, to guess... special guest. Right, I'll I'll do I'll say two things to make up for that. Uh, first of all, I guess I'll recommend watching a bit of professional tick. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even playing a bit of professional tick. Uh and second of all, I know Ben's already recommended this a while ago, but I have one episode left of Avatar the Last Airbender. So oh. which I've really enjoyed. But I'll have to wait to see what the last episode's like. Yeah, it might ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why I, I recommended it. it. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Professional tick. So before we professional tick. Before we scoot off to watch Professional Tig next week, unfortunately, we will not be reviewing Professional Tig. We will be doing, <gasps> drum roll please, Malcolm and Marie. Cool. I know nothing yeah. about this. I know the title, and that's it, sir. It was filmed during quarantine. I know that much, right? Is that correct? I think it's got a total of two people in it. Oh, and there and are they Malcolm called? Ron David Washington so his name. Yeah, that's his name from Tenet. Yeah. Is he in Tenet? Yeah. <laughs> Mal- I apologise, daily. It's actually a professional tag, so. No, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we need to make our own one over in the UK. Hey, Ollie. If that yeah. already exists. No, but it changes in the UK as well. Some people call it tag in the UK. Yeah, that's because of the Americans. Grr. Yeah. <laughs> True. Ollie, you're it. What? No. Well, are, we, are the tag bags or not? No. I don't, I don't know why I said tag bags. How I do tag you... Backs. I mean, tick tick backs. <laughs> Oh, sorry. How would how wait how how is Ollie it? Who? Because I just ticked him. The first person it is. I did. Right, you're right now, Tom. <laughs> oh no, oh, that's so sad. I've got to wait until June the twenty-first to tick you. <laughs> well, I don't. How about a social distancing tick? I don't think that would go very well. We'll get like a broomstick handle. <laughs> Should we end this episode before this? Broomstick handle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a good note to end the episode on. Thank you very much for listening. The one listener or who's been dropping in and out or the multiple listeners who've stayed for like a little bit. And <laughs> well, I hope to see you next week and we're doing Malcolm Tucker and Marie Curie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right, see you. All right, All see right, you. See you.